so how how after engineering how i think you worked uh, in football initially then hockey as well so how did that transition happen i mean we are, we would want to know how did that uh, turn out for you so when when i was doing my engineering uh, i'd started a sports website by the name of essentially sports so i'd run that for 3 years but then in my final year i got into placements and everything so i had to give it up so for good 3 years i'd run a sports blog and a website which covered a lot of sports we covered f1 we covered uh, cricket we covered football we covered other indian sports hockey we all also got to interview a lot of athletes so i remember interviewing yuki bhamri in 2015 you know at his home hey. so i always had this interest for cricket and tennis but with the, with, with the website that i started i started taking a little more interest into athletics and the, even sports like badminton where india would play you know in the asian games the commonwealth games and the olympics so by the time i had done my engineering i had some knowledge of each and every sport that india sort of plays i don't know that much about you know chess and uh, don't know that much about f1 but i still know you know who, which driver like who all are the drivers there so by the time i had done my engineering i had you know sort of burnt i had started i wouldn't say i had burnt my hand into the field of sports industry but i i had worked for good 2 3 years in uh, understanding how sports media was working right we covered a few events here and there so that is how it was but once i got into my engineering job 2 months into it i realized that uh, analytics and coding is not for me so i started working with another startup it was a football league it was an amateur football league in delhi ncr which then became a semi professional league with adidas being the main sponsor we had ranveer singh as the brand ambassador so that worked i worked there for a year and then i got a job offer from mumbai from a company by the name of sports interactive so they were into digital sports digital so that was another avenue which i had not explored before i had been active on social media but not really to understand how <coughs> social media of a big brand works so right. over there i had uh, i'd worked with uh, hockey india and uh, delhi capitals uh, i was right. actually involved in the rebranding you know from delhi daredevils to delhi capitals and uh, right. the whole 2000 the whole build up to the 2019 season and uh, the work that went into the 2019 season and after that it was it was a it was a quite quite a journey and uh, it was a very uh, it was an experience of a lifetime i think you can say that uh, right a lot of hard work had been put in a lot of long hours but all of it you know uh, felt vindicated once uh, delhi capitals had qualified for the playoffs after uh, a gap of 7 years after 2012 so right. the whole work seemed vindicated and uh, you know we also got a lot of love on social media the way the team was being managed you know how uh, everything was being done off the field so like i said quite a journey very hectic and uh, what helped was that uh, you know the team that i was working with it loved sport i loved the sport and uh, since i was from delhi there was a special connection anyway you know of the team wanting to do well so yeah that's how it came along so really really happy with that journey and i think it's it's something Uh, which only a few fortunate people can uh, can experience right that's wonderful i mean that that like you said sounds like a journey of a lifetime and we'll delve deeper into that slightly more uh, very soon uh, we'll ask you something else before that hmm. yeah so you spoke about how it all started from 2003 so from 2003 up till now which has actually been your fondest memory of a cricket match i'd say the 2007 t20 world cup was probably the one that you know i'd celebrated the hardest because 
you know it was on the back of the disappointment of 2003 and uh, to, uh, 2007 uh, world cup exit and nobody had given us a chance and the way the whole match panned out the whole campaign was because even in 2007 australia were of course to reckon with and you know going into the 2007 world cup everybody i i remember you know reading previews in times of india and there was this line when they were previewing australian team so their verdict was uh, uh, are there any doubts that they would reach the finals so i remember that line particularly and i i remember you know being ecstatic after we had beaten australia in that semi final because at at some point of time during that game you know especially the how our first half had had gone you know 60 for 2 of 10 overs right. it did right. look like that we would you know crash out in the semi final and even when hayden and simons were batting in that final right up till hayden was dismissed followed by simons being bowled by harbhajan uh, mm. no uh, by irfan and then michael clark being bowled by harbhajan slip away mm. but you know uh, the comeback in that game was brilliant and then uh, you know uh i remember uh afridi being dismissed and pakistan being six down and at that time you know everybody had thought that okay the game is in the hand and then it felt like right. slipping away so you know just that 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 whole journey or, or that whole experience was as a fan only was not of the 2007 world cup or t20 world cup alone it came on the back of the disappointment of 2007 uh, odi world cup which made it all the more special because we 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 did have a good team i feel in uh, 2007 and a lot of people do right. talk about how you know sachin batting at number 4 was was one of the reasons but you know as as i understand the game better now and you know as we see that number 4 is probably the toughest spot to ace as india has been finding ever since yuvraj singh has gone off the boil i think that maybe it could have worked but it was just that we had two bad days and uh, a very good, bangladesh had a very good day and you know that that's how it works so 2070 right. 20 world cup i think is right up there i think right. the 2070 20 world cup was right up there for us also that was one moment when we actually started following cricket as kids i think we were 7 right. years old back then and there was yuvraj singh hitting those sixes in that world cup and that was one highlight moment for all of us i i was also i was also 11 years old so that was probably the first that the first uh, you know big tournament victory that a lot of you know people from the generation of 90s probably had experienced because right. uh, so i think just for that reason that it was the first victory that we had seen it, 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 it's it's special right so gurkira you spoke about social media just now you managed to build your own cricketing community if i must say on twitter you are very active on that platform and that is where we found you as well uh, what are your thoughts about that platform do you think it is bringing together cricket fans and very recently you just you made a statement that being called a good indian cricket fan is perhaps the highest praise you can get on the app what did you mean by that do you say that in context to how things have become today or just how the platform is what, what do you think about twitter as a platform for getting together cricket fans so the, this is a very layered question and will will require three four layers of answers so it, it's going to be long so one thing is sure. that you know when when we were younger i i remember this very clearly so as as somebody who wanted to know and learn about the game a lot more uh, the idea you could learn more more about the game was watching pre shows and pre post match shows right i remember matches begin beginning at 2:30 and i would sit in front of my tv at 1:30 because i knew that that one hour is going to you know tell me a lot about the game and similarly if the match would get over at 10 i would not get up before 11 you know till the time the whole post match show was done and there was a reason to it because 
there was so much that you could learn about the game you know if you remember i i used to be particularly very very excited when the matches used to be on espn star because everyone who, who you know who had a good understanding of the game would would be there and they would discuss techniques in various kinds they would also discuss about their old playing days you know how the sledging used to happen so just mm-hmm. as a fan there was a lot to learn however you know it's disappointing to say but in the last 5 years i'd say 5 or 6 years Uh, the pre and post match shows are, are are hardly anything for a fan to learn it's it's just mixed too much too much with bollywood movies promotion and you know something that actually you know uh, really disappoints me is you know you see somebody like a graeme swan dancing in the studio before a uh, before a india new zealand game or a or, or an international game i i don't like that even if it's before an ipl game but it is still understandable to some extent but before an india game I, i i don't india new zealand game i don't like it i i genuinely think that it's it's an opportunity lost for uh, to make fans more educated about the game and that is why i have stopped watching these pre pre and post match shows which used to be a source of great learning you know and uh, not only that even on news channels the half an hour shows used to be good they would tell you about something you know there used to there used to be a sandeep patel on uh, on uh, star news there used to be a madan lal on aaj tak so you know at that time even what they spoke used to you know give give a give a fan a lot of knowledge but today you know you see all the former cricketers that come you know they they have a agenda of sorts you know you see so many cricketers on a particular channel come and you know bash dhoni for no good reason it's 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 that evident that they are speaking out of bitterness then there is some other cricketer who will one day wake up and if he, he if he wakes up on the right side of his bed he's going to criticize dhoni if he's going to wake up on the left side of his bed he's going to criticize virat and you know just come up with absurd theories some day he's going to say that you know uh, the team deserves credit and then the next day he'll say that the captain has to take a blame so there is not much for a fan to learn about the game just from the television alone so i think from that aspect Uh, twitter is a place if you follow the right people if you follow the right handles if you follow the right analysts there is a lot that you can know about the game particularly the shortest format i still think that the shortest format is one which requires a great deal of analysis because you know the longer the format the quality is eventually going to show but the shortest format allows the quality to be covered through the tactics and i don't think that mainstream experts or analysts sort of understand how the t20 format works and for that i think you should you know you should be on that platform or even reddit you know you're going to see a lot of statistic pieces which will add to your understanding of the game so that is one that is why somebody should be on the uh, on the app to how i have built my community is you know being same i've been on the uh, on the platform for now 9 10 years but it's been only the last year where you know uh, i've had a following and people have started to Uh, relate with me and you know sort of uh, understand with me so thing and keep talking about the game somebody some day some some video or some uh, some tweet of yours is going to hit and you know people are start going to agree with you so it's a process it's unlike any other social media so on facebook you can have friends and have a big community on instagram you can add your friends but twitter you it's it's purely opinionated so uh, you need to be really good with what you are uh, you know typing out there or sending out there for people to have a reason to follow you because it it started out as a platform which only required 140 characters right and you had to be precise in what you wanted to say 280 characters help a lot but yes you still need to add a certain point and you know add certain value to somebody's understanding of anything 
it could be any topic not necessarily cricket it could be political it could be uh, you know environmental it could be something to related with related to the culture so a lot of things are there lastly you know uh, saying that how uh, being a indian cricket fan fan is the greatest phase because you know what has happened is with the advent of social media and the pr teams of various cricketers etc etc or and then ipl teams etc etc uh, there's a lot of division right there's a lot of division you see a lot of uh, viratians rohitians dhonians dhonitars etc whatever you want to call it so the caps that have increased just for a player have have you know have become very toxic and you don't have that many people who just say okay i am an indian cricket fan if virat is to be criticized i am going to criticize him if dhoni is to be criticized i will criticize him if virat is if rohit is to be criticized i will criticize him and i will praise all of them equally as per the merit of the game that i understand but a lot of people you know just have this agenda that they are going to bring down a particular cricketer by praising another and i don't think it does justice to anyone it if you are a, if you are being a virat kohli fan and if you are uh, criticizing or bringing down rohit sharma uh, you are not adding to virat kohli's legacy in any way because virat kohli himself says that rohit sharma has that extra one and a half second right okay so when the, when the person you are worshiping or idling he is recognizing that somebody is good enough then i don't understand why you would want to bring down that person right the other thing again similarly no sane dravid rahul dravid fan will say that rahul dravid was a better test batsman than sachin tendulkar even rahul dravid doesn't say it right and by similar measure no sachin tendulkar fan is going to say that rahul dravid was a mug right because sachin also admitted how much rahul dravid helped him in his career so these are the things that fans need to understand and be mature about it's okay all all cricketers cannot be same all of them have a different role to play and similarly all of them should be admired differently there is no competition see a lot of teams you know would die to have a, a, a have batsman of the caliber of rohit sharma and virat kohli we are very lucky to have both of them right and similarly a lot of teams will die to have a uh, a batsman like virat kohli and jinkar rahane and pujara so there shouldn't any be any toxicity and the worst part of this toxicity is that the families are being involved it's i mean it's it's a pathetic thing uh, you it shows it shows that uh, you probably don't uh, don't have enough respect for women that is one two you you are placing some very petty interest above uh, something very disgraceful and uh, three it it is not a reflective of the the person you sort of you are saying you are a, a ideal you are a bhakt of or you are a worshipper of so it it really it doesn't take you anywhere and it's it's extremely toxic i i uh, just recently i remember i tweeted you know the day yuzvendra chahal got married i i said that the biggest gift that the cricketing community can give to yuzvendra chahal is is ensuring that dhanushree is not trending on the day yuzvendra chahal is playing because if that is happening then you know you know that you're going nowhere as a as a society and it's 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 it's, it's something that is extremely toxic but for that uh, the app is not to be blamed the people are to be blamed because you know such toxicity is available on each and every platform Right. So I think that yeah. that is where that is where my you know uh, uh, my line came from that being a recognized as an Indian cricket fan is probably the highest space that you can get on that platform because very easily you know you can be labeled as a Dhoni hater you can be labeled as a Virat hater you can be labeled as anything you know just just by criticizing so yes there needs to be a lot more tolerance which is missing.
I think that is one of the most nuanced take we've heard in a long, long time. And you've hit the nail on the head because such conversations are missing in today's time. Because like you said, there've been created so many factions, unnecessary divisions. And like you said, it's not the app. Maybe these divisions were there 10 to 12 years back or 15 years back. It's just that we didn't have a platform to put it on. And now the things like clout, retweets, likes, people are just going after those kind of things and that just amplifies it, right? You know, there's another thing I'll tell you, uh, which is, and I saw this in the last two days. So, admittedly, Ajinkya Rahane has done very well in this test match, both as a batsman and as a captain. But verified handles saying that Virat Kohli doesn't rate spin or he wouldn't have started with Ashwin or, you know, bowled him as first change is absurd. Because right. he did that yeah. in the Javastin in 2018, right? And right. Uh, Ashwin himself spoke very highly of Virat. Uh, if, if somebody has seen his interview where he spoke, speaks that how sometimes Virat... Uh, sets a different field, which Ashwin doesn't agree with, but it works, right? And, right. you know, people saying that uh, Virat Kohli and Shastri are not allow- allowing Ajinkel Rahane to sort of, you know, come to the fore or, you know, express himself is absurd because a lot of people have been, you know, calling for Ajinkel Rahane's exclusion on the basis of how he's been in the last two, three years, except for them dropping Ajinkya in South Africa, which I, which, which I feel was a wrong move. They have backed him to the hilt. And uh, there has never been any any statement from Virat uh, about uh, Ajinkya or Pujara. In fact, before this series, he said that Hanuma Vihari is somebody, you know, he looks forward to because he has a technique. So, right. you know, verified handles who have a sense of onus, who have a sense of responsibility, you know, tweeting such nonsense just comes across as, you know, running an agenda, which doesn't help. Right. And that is where fans like you stand up because it is important to put the facts out there, right? Because it is very easy to get blown away by what verified handles are saying and add more toxicity to it. But it takes someone to actually stand up and say that, no, sir, what you're saying is wrong. Watch the matches, back up back up what you're saying with facts. So I think that is very important and that's why Twitter needs and cricket needs more fans like you, sir. So that is a very nuanced take from you. I think, like you spoke about the haters, like Dhoni haters, Kohli haters. I think a lot of people have said that that's come from the start of IPL. Like, since the IPL has started all these divisions of teams. So, what do you think about the IPL in general? Like, how has that impacted cricket? And do you think the IPL has actually led to all these internal player rivalries, etc.? Or do you think IPL has actually helped cricket? See, I don't... It, it, it's, it's sort of a both. Because I don't see uh, internal rivalries as, as particularly bad because, you know, if you've heard stories, there have been enough stories that Vaseem Akram and Vakar Yunus didn't see eye to eye, but you never you never saw anything on the field. So, Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli don't need to be the best of friends. Honestly, they just need to do their roles perfectly for the team to do well. And as long as they're doing well, it is fine. I, I'm sure all, a lot of people have worked in different organizations where you are not best of friends or, you know, even good friends with a lot of your colleagues, but you still need to be civil and get together and work to the common target that you have. So even if IPL has created some internal rivalries, it should be okay. The fans should still be wishing for the team to do well and not be having, okay, just because Rohit Sharma is not playing in the first two test matches, I want the team to lose and they should win the next two test matches when Rohit Sharma comes into the side. That is such an immature statement. It's actually stupid. It's like, why would you wish for your team to do too poorly, right? So, that is one thing which needs to go out. Of, of course, IPL has made fans more passionate. It has made camps, which is fine to an extent. It's okay to wish wish a certain player to do better than the other. That is fine. We all have favorites. It's like, it, 
it's it's okay but uh, you know to wish that other player does poorly is something which we should come out of it it doesn't reflect well on us it's even you know i was just mentioning uh, wasim and wakar mahesh bhupati and leander pace also didn't get along well for for a long period of time but they were still representing india in the davis cup and they won a few titles in in the grand slams as well so they don't need to be the best of friends all the 11 players don't need to be the best of friends they need to be the best of colleagues and best of the uh, co- uh, best of uh, team players on the field as long as they're doing that it is completely fine so uh, i think the toxicity is not down on, down on down on to the ipl but to the nature that we have and secondly as far as it's 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 helping cricket i think it's a no brainer uh, you talk to any cricketer who's played in the ipl uh, whether it be a fringe player or a big player all of them will mostly have good thing to say it's the one the biggest advantage that i think it has given is it said it has made the fringe cricketers more secure you know somebody like a swapnil asnodkar you know uh, after having one bumper season is able to sort out his life for the next years ahead uh, kamran khan there are so many such players paul walthati apart from that it has obviously unearthed a lot of good talents you you wouldn't have seen a story like praveen tambe come to the fore for. then right. you have english cricketers who talk about how the ipl has helped them improve their game and the biggest names kevin peterson josh butler ben stokes so it has done more it, it it obviously has more pros to the game than it has cons it does have cons but they are there with sort of everything that you do in the uh, in your life i mean uh, I, i think anyone you, anyone would struggle to find something which has ha- which has which is 100% positive right or anything which is 100% negative so right it, you have to live with the cons as long as the pros are outweighing uh, them from the ipl let's again delve a bit into your story how was the entire experience working with delhi capitals you gave us a brief but what was the process like i mean rebranding an entire team i remember back then uh, there was a lot of talks about how changing the name wouldn't help changing the jersey wouldn't matter that much but somehow i mean the team changed a bit but leadership shreyas ayer took over ponting was the same coach so what changed do you think social media uh i mean does that create a positive image for the team does that reflect back onto the team and how did you go about the process i mean did you engage more with fans what what was the process like it's it's a really interesting one for us so it's not that that the social media is going to improve the performances on field if anything if the performances are better on the field it helps the social media brand grow because ultimately it's a cricket team right, right. you 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 need performances you you can do you can create as much content as possible and you know how indian fans are or how in general sports fans are you can have the best video but you will get abuse if the team is doing badly on the field so if the team is doing badly on the field nothing is going to help everything else only shines when the team is doing well on the field as far as the challenges concerned i remember you know uh, the very first uh, uh, the, the very first day when the name came out delhi capitals there was a lot of trolling uh, people, people said that you know Uh, earlier mumbai indians ha- had the worst name but now delhi capitals have the worst name but the thing with these names are if you do well the name st- sticks if if the team hadn't done well then you know there would have been a lot of lot lot more jokes but gladly there aren't so it was just about you know ma- making a new start for for everyone else it was probably the 12th season for us it was the first season because we were making a new start as as you're saying about you know engaging with the fans yes that 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 increased uh we we had a certain tonality on social media where we were asking people to 
sort of wear the blue of the team and come to the stadium and uh, you know a lot of credit goes to JSW for this and to the company that I was working with they they were very helpful they were very supportive and JSW did have a vision which helps when you've run two other games they had bengaluru fc you know and they were also uh, they also have a team in pro kabaddi league so that helps so engagement with fans obviously you know increased and then like i said as the performances kept coming in you know the fans started coming back they started loving the team and that's how everything revolved so with the very first game you know rishabh panth had a 78 of 26 balls in bankhede it was a great. great start and then uh, i remember there was this game in uh, then there was a super over game in uh, uh, kotla so you know everybody was very happy and excited that the team didn't choke but then the after that high there was the extreme low of uh, that game in mohali where the team couldn't chase 23 of 23 and you know lost from there so i remember that day everyone said that okay uh, it's delhi delhi devils are back it's not delhi capitals anymore and there were a lot of jokes but it is going to happen so again with teams like rcb delhi capitals and kings 11 punjab because there is no trophy the even at the slightest of mistakes there is going to be trolling but as fans as team as people who sort of you know are involved in the brand in some way not not really running the brand you have to live with those days and that is the beauty of working with teams like this if you're working for a chennai super kings or a mumbai indians it's relatively easy because you don't get trolled even after a bad performance because you have the previous past and history to back you up right, right. mumbai indians have five titles chennai super kings have three titles eight finals they have two champion league titles so the trolling is never that much plus with mm-hmm. teams like these the fan base is so big that any other team that tries to troll them <laughs> the fans will take over so right. as as a as a delhi capitals which which is which has finished you know bottom of the table so many times you don't have that liberty so you have to tread carefully on that part because you know when trolling starts on social media and everybody has seen it it can sometimes get extremely out of hand and right. you know it has happened to the biggest and the best of them so you know when you are eighth the, at the bottom of the league then you can imagine what can i remember alia if if anyone remembers alia bhat who getting trolled so much because he didn't know who was the president of india so somebody like alia bhat can then a sports team can also be trolled so you have to tread that path carefully and like i said again before uh, a lot of credit goes to jsw and the company i was working with they were you know extremely supportive and they understood the job on hand i was just somebody you know a part of that process and you know i i had i had to follow a few footsteps which we did and you know it just made the journey whole the whole journey really memorable right and it has been a stunning turn around i mean it was not a flash in the pan this year they finished finalist hopefully next year they lift the trophy so i think it's it's been very fascinating because suddenly from nowhere one year and they've turned things around and like you spoke the tonality that changed we saw more of i think an affectionate kind of bonding between the content team and the fans so i think that makes a difference especially in the ipl because like you said it's a lot about pr a lot about engaging so great job there i think that's a another, job very well another, done another thing that i want to add so this year when the anthems came out if you remember the day rcb's anthem came out a lot of rcb fans were not happy because right. they said that we are a team which is from karnataka so the anthem should have kannad language right just how uh, csk's whistle podu has that ha- has the uh, the flavor of tamil uh, kings 11 punjab had that punjabi flavor uh, this uh, mumbai indians anthem also has a lot of mumbai lingo it's not necessarily marathi but it has marathi words in the mumbai lingo that is there which helps build a fan connect 
so this is where you know when uh, when roar macha came out last time and the other song that we released this uh, this year uh, udilli capitals so mm-hmm. it had that tonality and it had that feel it had that visuals of the city which help people connect so you know teams are finding uh, the management of all teams are fi- finding out that building a local connect is very important right you have to make a connect not with the performances you have to make a connect with the identity so that is something that really helps right wonderful yeah so something on a more lighter and interesting note so i would want to know from you if you had to pick three players one to bat bowl and field for your life who would be your three picks one bowler one batsman and one fielder uh batsman ab de villiers uh i think i think nobody nobody has his range you could argue statistically you could argue that there are better batsmen than him without a doubt of course uh, his t20i numbers aren't great but the range that he possesses is something that uh, that no one else can i mean uh, you know scoring a 30 ball 100 to batting 220 balls for 33 runs and you know that uh, innings in delhi where he played 250 odd balls for 34 or 40 odd runs is something that nobody else can i i genuinely feel that so batting definitely you know if we're just talking of uh, talking uh, of of today's times if historically there could be different people but in today's times it is just with umra fielder is an interesting one there are a lot of good fielders so uh, uh fielder is actually a very interesting one i see i i i i'm the, the name that is coming to my mind is ravindra jadeja i am trying to think of other people so there's manish pandey who's coming to my mind uh, i think he's india's second best fielder there's umesh yadav who's coming to my mind i think he's the best fast bowler fielder that india has had i'm thinking of fielders from outside there's faf duplessy which mm-hmm. is in my mind uh, and uh, who else there's kyron pollard uh so m- mind is wandering between kyron pollard faf duplessy and uh, ravindra jadeja who do i go for i think i'd probably go for kyron pollard right kyron pollard is somebody who's been more consistent but yeah so kyron pollard can pluck a catch out of nowhere right pollard with the range and height has incredible his, his reach is his reach is incredible i think that is where ravindra jadeja falls short but i think he's a better ground fielder is probably a better right. ground fielder and uh, you know you would probably so it also depends somebody at point it would probably be arvindra jadeja but if it's uh, in the outfield then karan pollard is is the better fielder faf duplessy i think is a mix of both he's 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 better than karan pollard inside the circle but i don't think he's as good as arvindra jadeja he's better than arvindra jadeja outside the circle but not as good as karan pollard so there right. there are there is there is no objectivity to this but yeah it's it's something which is very subjective i mean i don't see how you can statistically sort of pick a better fielder right makes sense so i think that was a wonderful conversation gurkeeras i think we've got a brilliant perspective to be very honest i have never spoken to a cricket fan because everyone has biases we have biases but to put that on the side and speak through a clear prism has been absolutely wonderful and we hope you continue supporting the indian team with as much vigor continue with your sporting obsession as you still do and we need more fans like you so thank you so much for coming on our podcast thank you thank you just want to add thank one you. more thing it uh, biases are there so even when you know you sometimes do feel that some player is not doing well i think it is okay to admit that okay 
the player has proven you wrong and you know he's you've been proven wrong and he's done better than what you expected expected it's i think it's a good thing to it's a good quality to uh, to possess and i think this is something which i genuinely like about sanjay manjrekar as well yes his takes have been wrong but he's been the first to admitted that okay he's been left surprised because see uh, apart from skills cricket is also a game of cha- a game of luck and game of chance right. there are going to be uh, you know there are going to be days when you know you are not going to have your best days as a player but you will still be able to score runs and pick wickets right, right. so so if that can happen to somebody who's playing on the field then your your observations can also go wrong at some point of time and i think it's fine to admit it there's there's no harm in doing it the the best of people have got it wrong so right i, 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 I of course hindsight is also a very beautiful thing because what you say is based on facts but any player can turn out on the day and prove you wrong i think that's yeah. that's the and, beauty of and the what game. you and what what you've seen till a certain point of time right a player can right, have right. a marked change in, in a marked change in his strategy in his approach and it can it can have an effect of, on his game so yeah i mean a lot of things happen so with hindsight sometimes you can look like an idiot but right. you should be okay to admitting hey, okay i'm look i'm i've looked like an idiot because you know if you start thinking too much as to you know what if your opinion you know doesn't hold true say mm-hmm. after a player's performs then you will never be able to have form an opinion or have an opinion right. So that is something we we all should you know uh, not think much about. You have an opinion, you state it, you back it up with something. If proven wrong, then you admit it. Okay, I've been proven wrong. I know better now. Right. Absolutely. Again, a beautiful perspective. Once again, on an ending note. Thank you so much, Gurkiraj. It was an absolute blast of a conversation. When we talk with fans, it's it's always a pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. It was great talking. Thank you. the cricket company podcast